this is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. What up, everybody? This your boy Bill Bellamy, and you are listening to Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Today's episode is sizzling hot. This one should be all the way in exclusive. I have one of the most prolific sports journalists, television personality, biggest voice in sports number one show on espn first take he is a writer his memoir straight shooter bestseller in the game i mean the man is hitting on all cylinders and he'll real one always my day one steven a smile <laughs> what 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 up baby what what's going on they said i couldn't do it <laughs> they said he wasn't coming. I said, yes, he is. He's yes. a man of his work. Absolutely. Stephen A. Smith, it is a pleasure to uh, have you on the show because I want people to get to understand your journey. You know, I feel like as 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 I've seen many interviews with you, I feel like we always get snapshots of what it takes to become Stephen A. Right. You know, they always think it's an easy ride. You know, starting out as a journalist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, first of all, shout out to the Bronx. He's representing NY all day, every day, all day, every day. No doubt. Um, shout out to the BX. But how did you become a journalist, and what, what made that be your role? Well, <clears throat> you know, I got left back in the fourth grade. Okay, with a, it with, with, with a first grade reading level. Okay, um, I couldn't. I, I I sounded beautiful when I read. I mean, I could read the words. Right. You know, I could pronounce it correctly. I mean, I articulate pretty well. Mm -hmm. and, and then when you asked me to understand and explain what the hell I just read, I didn't know what the hell I was talking <laughs> about. And so, you know, when I got left back and held back for the entire fourth grade, you know, I, even at that young age, I was balling. And I had made up my mind that that was no longer a priority because it's been, I'm 55 years old, bro, and I can still remember everybody laughing at me in the neighborhood. I mean, I was right. the laughing style. It was so embarrassing. It was, I felt so ashamed and so humiliated that I had made up my mind. I don't give a damn what else I do in life. I'm going to know how to read. I'm going to know how to comprehend. Absolutely. And then ultimately, I said, I'm going to know how to write. And then I go through elementary school, go through junior high school, go through high school and stuff like that, get to college. And then this professor was like, listen, you're a natural born sports writer. You know, I'm looking at your, your essay. You made for this. Let me take you out to lunch. Right. And he was my critical and persuasive writing teacher. Took me out to lunch, I thought he was gonna eat. He took me to the sports editor of the local Winston-Salem Journal newspaper. No way. And the sports editor's name was Terry Oberly. I'm still cool with him to this day. Five minutes in, he said, so when can you start? Are you serious? And he said, you know, we are gonna hire you as a clerk and mm. you know, but just get it started. Next thing I know, a week later, he said, go to Wake Forest University and write a feature on the Wake Forest soccer program. And I'm like, what the hell? I ain't never covered soccer in my life. <laughs> Only soccer match I ever watched was Pele in 1980. He said, figure it out. Right. And I went to the soccer coach and I told him I didn't know a damn thing about hockey. I needed his help because I really wanted to become a sports writer. And 
The guy called his whole team over to never get his name, Walt Chiswick. He died of cancer years ago. God rest his soul. But they were ranked number three in the nation. He called the whole team over. And he said, this man has to have his feature done by this weekend. It's a Monday. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, you are to give him complete, unadulterated access to the team. Whatever he wants, give it to him. No way. And he said, and, and when they practiced, he said, stand next to me and literally taught me the game of soccer. Every position, every responsibility, the whole bit. I wrote the feature a week later, and the day after, it, 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 it was published on a Sunday. That Monday, the sports editor called me to his office. He said, congratulations. You're the new beat writer for Wake Forest Soccer. No. And everything took off from there. Are you serious? Exactly so the kid, the kid that got laughed at, humiliated yeah. because he couldn't read, yeah. he couldn't comprehend, yeah. decides, so you know what? I am going to take that weakness and turn it into my strength. That's right. That is that's awesome. Well, that's what you got to do. People need to know that. You got to you got to do that from when you from these streets, man. Mm -hmm. You got to do that because there's always people in their own way, whether directly or indirectly, telling you what you can't do. Correct. And a lot more often, they're right. But they're not right because of your ability. They're right because they sense your lack of hunger oh. and your willingness to give up. And so if I demoralize you, if I make you feel bad, if I make you question who you are and what you made of and what that oomph is inside of you, I might be able to stop you. And guess what? It's not even so much that I want you to fail. I just want you to be on the level that I think I'm at because it's but so far I can go and I don't want to look at you as above me. Mm. So I want to keep you here where yeah. I'm at so I feel big. Absolutely. You got that going on all day, every day, everywhere. And I pretty much knew that at a young age. And I said, hell, you ain't stopping me. And that's the thing that I feel resonates throughout your career because that little kid that was defeated for a moment you put on a super pack and right. you start fighting for your career and your dreams, right? right? And that's a beautiful story because you go from, because most people as a journalist, um, hopefully people still read the paper and magazines because yes. God. They do, they just don't get the pay. they just don't buy the actual paper, they go online. They go online. Because I like the old paper, like I remember the yeah, old paper. Exactly. You know, you so get the Sunday yeah. paper, hit, yeah. the, hit, the, hit the door, boom. That's right. But um, for, for all the cats out there that are dreamers and also that are in your field of journalism, mm -hmm. it has changed quite a bit bit right yeah. um one of the things that i've noticed is no one wants to really hear the truth anymore mm -hmm. do you find that difficult uh in this climate now when you are a guy who really tells it like it is is it do you feel like you're always dancing left to right with freedom of speech or i don't dance point of view? i don't i don't i don't dance in that fashion i never will um i will tell you you have to be smart mm -hmm. what's made it very very difficult bill is the society that we're living in correct and this woke culture that we're dealing with and i'm gonna call it woke culture because somebody needs to call it out i can't stand it and what i mean by that is it's tantamount to what chris rock said back in the day cats felt like we gotta work hard we gotta be better in order to get ahead correct now it's about let me wait for somebody to f up so they could we could get their job. Right. <laughs> and, and and let me call somebody to right. f up so we could get their job. And and that's unfortunate. But I will tell you, even before this woke culture took hold, I never forget this happened to me as long as I live. I had a personal crisis, a death in the family, that happened years ago. Detroit Pistons are playing the San Antonio Spurs. It's Game Six in San Antonio. Antonio. 
Okay. Uh, 2004, 2004, 2005, I'm trying to remember. But it's the year that San Antonio won the chip. This was probably 2005. They won the chip. San Antonio wins the chip, but game six, I had found out I had a death in the family two minutes before I showed up on Sports Center. Oh, my God. So I'm on Sports Center. And, 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 and two minutes before I get on Sports Center, this happens. Then after I do Sports Center, remember, NBA shoot around, which is now called NBA countdown, countdown, comes on after Sports Center. And I'm on NBA shoot around at the time. And the crowd is chanting, Stephen A sucks. Stephen A sucks. Blah, 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 blah. And they just going off and heckling me because they knew I had picked the Detroit Pistons to beat them, right? right? And because I was going through what I went through, I turned around and looked at all of them. Fuck y'all. With my middle finger. Yeah, I do remember that. And they went like this. Ah! <laughs> we got them. We, we got them. I remember and, that. And, and, and wow. Was, wow, I do remember that. It was right. In I front. couldn't believe you did that it at was, the time. It, that it, was true. It was right in front of the president of ESPN oh, at Jesus the time. Jesus Christ. But here's where honesty comes in. Mm -hmm. Before I did that, he knew I had had the death in the family right. and that I had still gone on Sports Center yeah. and I was trying to work You're through You're trying that to get day. through it. And so he wrapped his arms around me and he said, Go home. Go home and be with your family. It was actually a fireable offense. On TV. Well, I wasn't on TV when I did that. I turned around once the TV. Oh, so the they didn't see it. They didn't <laughs> see it. But he saw it. But he saw it. And so, but he knew what had happened to me. Right. And so I only bring up that story to highlight that that's indicative of what the culture tries to coax you into doing in this day and age. Yeah. They're constantly trying to break you. They're constantly trying to find a weak spot that they can exploit yeah. so they can get at you and what have you. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to me, they feel like it's okay because they actually mistakenly believe that's what I try to do on TV. That is such so far from the truth I can't even tell you. I don't bait and switch. I don't do that to people. Right. I call it like I see it. And I know. I'm, when I say that you're playing like garbage, I'm not trying to mess with your head so you know. <laughs> no, you actually were playing like garbage, and I said so. When you play great, I'll say that too. When you play average, I'll say that too. I'm not faking the funk at all. I'm letting you know exactly where I stand. And I have no agenda other than to tell the audience out there my version of what I see. What you see. But most people ain't trying to do that in this day and age in the world of social media and beyond. What they're trying to do is coax and bait a reaction out of you. And you got to be smart enough and strong enough yeah. to stand up and be like, yo, I can let that roll off my back. That's all you got. I don't know how you do it. And I watch I watch First Take. I check out your podcast. Right. No Mercy. More importantly, when I'm watching First Take, you, obviously you're the lead and you're the point guard for that show, executive producer, you do the yeah. whole damn thing. But it's like you you get in tight situations because yeah. you are so, like you draw the line and it be strong right. and then you, you got the people there to bounce it off of, but you don't back down. So now you become... You're like the barometer in a way, right. you know. Like you, you, it's it's the hottest topic of the day in sports. Right. Right. You hit it from an angle that 
Cats at the barbershop be like, yo, right. Stephen A going in. He going in. Right. But then corporate America, Disney, the whole nine, yeah, yeah. everyone's got a little, oh my God, yeah. Stephen. How do you balance that? Because sometimes I'll be I'll be watching the show and I get I'll be in my feelings a little bit. I call I I have a cardinal rule and and I'm blessed and fortunate enough to work for Disney in this regard. Okay. I don't just work for Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. I know him. We talk all the time. Right. The president of ESPN, Jimmy Bataro, we talk all the time. Right. The executives that are his direct reports, we talk all the time. And so there's a level of trust that's been built because they know me and they know what I'm about. Okay. And my cardinal rule is simple. Don't talk to me about what to say. Don't tell me what to say. Either I can talk about it or not. Right. Now, if you're not comfortable, <laughs> then... You have every right as my boss right. and as the network, a boss saying, we don't need to touch this. Let it, it's, yeah, it's too high. Let it go. Let it go. But if I'm going to talk about it. Let me live. Then leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, what I, because what's not going to happen is somebody going to look at me and they're going to be like, he faking that shit. He just saying that shit because, you know, right, he, right. he, he worked for Disney. Nah, there's plenty of things that I say that Disney don't want me to say, that ESPN <laughs> don't want me to say. It I, didn't stop me right, right, because right. we had that level of understanding. I like that. I know that I work for, I know that I got bosses. I'm not going to burn and napalm. That's stupid. That's counterproductive. Right. I, they cut me a check. I'm trying to help them explode because I'm going to get some of that bag. Right. If that's my agenda. But the flip side to it is that I have to do so being my true authentic self. There's nothing wrong with avoiding a subject. There's only something wrong with broaching it and being dishonest in broaching it. If I sit up there and I say to you, yo, I never get, and you get, and I, and I'm going to break this down to you. You know who taught me that better than anybody without even realizing it? Allen Iverson. How? Allen Iverson was my first guest on my show, quite frankly, in 2005, a talk show that I had on ESPN2. He's my first guest. Everybody remember that interview because he cried and he, you know, all of that other stuff, Larry Brown, all of this stuff, right? I asked Allen Iverson because he got into some some issue with his wife at the time, and and, and, and you know, and, and she left the house. And yeah, it was had a the big deal. Helicopters hovering over his house, and he was telling this whole story. And I asked him about something about his cousin or her cousin who happened to be a homosexual or whether or not he had spewed a homosexual slur or, or, or at the guy or whatever. And AI said, I ain't talking about that because I can't be as real as I want to be about that situation. Cool. How much more authentic can you be? That's he right. was saying, yo, there's a lot I want to say about that dude. But I'm not. But I'm not going to do it. He didn't lie. He didn't deceive. Exactly. He didn't evade. He didn't. All he did was say, I can't be as real as I want to be about that situation. And it was a reminder to me, and I think should, as, that should be a reminder to the world. You don't have to lie. Right. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to, to, to you know, perpetrate like you, you something. You, not, you don't have to do all of that. All you have to do is say, I'm not speaking on that yeah. because I can't be as real as I want to be about That's that nice. situation. It's not a fireable offense. It's not a suspendable <laughs> offense. It's not going to compromise your money. Right, it's right, not right, gonna, right. It's not going to do anything but frustrate people who wanted to hear what you had to say and you deprived them of what you had to say, which comes with the territory. I understand that. Right. Me being me, 
me being the face of ESPN and one of the preeminent faces of Walt, all of Walt Disney, actually, right. at this stage and point in my career, yo, man, I got a big responsibility, Absolutely, man. I got, man. I, got, I got relationships all the way up to the top. And my point is, you don't napalm or burn those relationships because you want to get emotional and express yourself so, in a moment. You might not have all the information, might not have all the details, might not have all the facts. things could might change. Might not know what, what the hell you're talking about. And things could change. So I try to make sure I'm honest with folks to let them know, yo, this is what happens every day, not just in corporate America, but throughout this world. Don't hate. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you and understand I'm trying to do something for you that was done for me along the way that enabled me to be in this That's position. This is why I wanted you to That's on top, Bellman, because I wanted people to understand the Stephen A. Smith that I know. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. guy that is super, super intelligent, real, funny, best backgammon player. I don't know what mm -hmm. happened. I don't know you went to backgammon school, but what I I'm saying, you yeah, 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 you smacked us up real bad. That, she was, that shit hurt. Still, has the wife still recovered? <laughs> has she still recovered? I'm no, just we, I want to know if about that. We want a rematch. <laughs> we want a family <laughs> rematch. I'm holding on to it. I'm holding on to it. That's right. That's right. I ain't giving no rematch. But, but what I'm saying, the reason I wanted you to come on, man, because a lot of times, like, when I watch the show, mm -hmm. as even though we're friends, like, I be wanting to talk to you through the TV. And one of the things you did most recently that I thought was fantastic Fantastic, and no one hit it but you was you stood up for Nia Long, yeah. who's a very good friend of our yes. family, and and we love her. And she I was, love her to and death. she was thrown into a situation that was was af actually awful. It should have been a more private situation, right? And they made it like a TV show or yeah. something. Guess who's this? Yeah. Guess who, who's the person? Right. And then people making assumptions. You are the only person that even drew light to the fact that she was handled in the wrong way. What made you decide to talk about that? Number one, I love her. Right. Um, I've known her for years, not very well, but I know I've, I've met her on several occasions. We've always talked when we've seen each other. She's incredibly kind, she's incredibly gifted. I appreciate her artistry, her greatness as an actress. Mm -hmm. You know, over the years, she's done such phenomenal work. That's number one. Number two, when I think about her, I think about all these sisters out here. Now, obviously, it seems like I'm biased because they are fine as hell. Right. The I Nia mean, that's Long, okay. That's the Nia Longs, that. the Sanaa Lathans, I mean, the Megan Goods of the world. The, you know, all of beautiful these queens. Beautiful queens, all right? <laughs> and, 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 and I'm a brother, so the sisters come first, damn it. Right. That's just the way that it is. I ain't apologizing. <laughs> For that shit. But having said all of that, I was so, I was genuinely pissed off okay. at the Boston Celtics. Correct. Because as a guy, I, I'm not, I ain't come here yesterday. I've been covering the NBA for so, close and to you know how years. You, and you know how it get down. You, they could talk all the, you know, y'all, folks speculate about what's going on in the world of sports. I know. Yeah. This is what I do. Right. Okay, everything else, you know, I might speculate about politics. I might speculate about a lot of issues. Sports, <laughs> Got this it. is what I do. Got I know it. this. And <laughs> I know for a fact right. there's a whole bunch of white boys that's been fucking around in the office for years. And nobody made a big and deal. And nobody of said a word. Nobody said a word. And so for me, where it resonates, mm -hmm. wasn't it, listen, Eme Doker, you shouldn't have done what you did. Cool. It was a fireable offense because supposedly he lied to the organization. Okay. Fine. I got it. My position then is exactly what it is today. Fire him 
or keep him. What you don't do is it's take an HR matter. It's an HR matter. And it gets leaked. Some of the details yeah, get leaked, but not weird. all. Like, for example, the white girl he was with, supposedly, reportedly. Now allegedly. I have, now, I have to use the, allegedly. Now, I have to use these words. Yeah. Now, now be clear. I know. <laughs> but yeah. I have to use these words because, I mean, that is what we're supposed to do. Right. Because, obviously, <laughs> it's a legal matter. But the, but the point that I'm trying to make to you is, allegedly. Allegedly. She was white. Yeah. Allegedly. Could've we been know baby. Been baby. he's black. Right, we know what he is. We know he is. He know he's a black man. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going like, wait a minute. He he he, the only dude screwing? He the only dude yeah. that's doing something like that? That was like with the Tiger you, Woods you, thing. You, you, he the only you, golfer? You, I'm just, I'm just saying. Ever? That, that, well, that, ever, I, ever? I don't compare, ever, ever? I don't compare the two. Allegedly. Uh, no, no, no. That's not alleged. <laughs> not alleged. He got his ass. That's a fact. He got his ass. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know police got involved. You know what I'm saying? Orlando, Florida, Orlando police. We all knew. We knew who. Okay. We knew who hit him. We knew who assaulted him. We knew why. We you know what I'm And then, by the way, he showed up at a press conference drunk. Uh, so sorry. I mean, you just gave it away. I mean, I mean, I can't help you. I can't help you. You on your own. We can't but, help you out. But but my point is, uh. <laughs> my point is, with all of that being said, yes, it was an HR matter. Literally, seriously, it was an HR matter that never gets publicized. Why did this time? And then when we want to disguise, and I'm not an advocate of knowing who that woman is. I think she should be protected. I don't think it's any of our business. Right. It's an HR situation. But but, so I'm not saying that it should have been publicized, but it speaks volumes when her identity was protected and no one thought about Nia. No one. How embarrassing and humiliating it was for her. This black woman hearing about the father of your child messing around with a white woman and your son you got a you got a kid together yeah it's a lot lot. to to give her no thought at all i'm like i'm sick of y'all because we live in a society today where it ain't just a woke culture but everything in between is talking about a heightened level of thoughtfulness and sensitivity to women sexual assault rape you know, other mis- you know, uh, misogynistic tendencies, you know, all of this kind of stuff that women have, and, and our, our sisters have had to be to subjected to, yeah. right? Oh, so it only applied to the white woman. It didn't apply to Nia. Yeah. You didn't do that. You left her out there. And, and, and this is me. I said this before, knowing I was going to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I was on. I was the first time I said it months ago. I was en route to Boston. That's why I love and you because you, sure, you. I, I wanted to make sure they knew what I said. Yeah, and I man. Was but it, to but town. it's a fact because it's, it's, it's messed up. But and, the thing that I, I thought was really weird, and we'll move on to the next subject sure. about it, was was that it was personal. You know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of know a little stuff too. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I just think it was a personal situation, an organization to humiliate somebody to boom, boom, boom because they should, they could have fired him, but they didn't. That's right. Like, hey, we gonna we gonna we gonna hold you indefinitely, right. and like like you in suspended animation, like you know you right. stuck instead of either firing up so he can get another job yeah. or X, Y, to Z. And I'm so, so it was just listen, handled. Listen, bad. listen, it was handled bad. It, well, it was handled badly in our eyes. Mm-hmm. It was handled exactly the way they wanted to handle it in their eyes. Facts. which made it worse mm-hmm. and so it wasn't mishandled it was intentional and you were so committed to getting at him that you threw his 
his family, his, his, his family yeah, under right. the bus. And to me, I'm never letting that go, ever, ever. The Boston Celtics, for me, will forever be synonymous with that situation. Because it shows the I'm character of how they're moving. I'm not I, letting I, that go. And that's, that's the thing that I think is really, really wonderful about who you are and what you stand for. You know, I feel like there's a part of you that fights for the underdog every day. Um, I feel like you represent very, very well, even though, you know, every now and then, you know, you you have everybody in a frenzy and the barbershop cats be mad at you one day, the next day they it. love you. They'll, They'll get, get over, over it. it. They'll get over but it. But one of, one of the things that I feel um, is unfortunate about sports is they so soft with, like, feelings, you know? Yeah. Like, cats back in the day, you know, either come back at you or, or whatever, whatever. Now, everybody's in their feelings on social yeah. media. They're hitting you, yeah. this, that, the other. Does that in any way affect you when you say when you know it's gonna be a controversial topic you're like now nah, i'm jumping you're like i'm going it not because i've bit. never seen nobody jump on the cowboys like I, you I, well, well, well first of all first of all it's not i've the never cowboys. seen it in my it's, life it's not the cowboys it's their damn fans when i say they're the most disgusting nauseating fan base in american history i mean <laughs> i totally mean it i mean they could go one in 15 they don't care the season ends on january 10th at 7 p.m. and right. by 7:15, you know we're going to the Super Bowl next year, right? I mean, they don't, they don't, take, they don't ever they don't take, think they're going to lose. They don't take an hour to smell this shit. I, I mean, they just, <laughs> they are just they, the Cowboys. But fans they're America's team, though. But I will say this: it's all in fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. It's all in fun. It really, really is. I love getting at them as it pertains to the athletes being quote unquote soft mentally and emotionally. I don't say that about them because I know what it is. Right. They think they're being slick. It ain't about that bill. It's about the dollars. See, everybody's a brand now. Oh, okay. And so what happens is any little thing that they believe potentially compromises their brand. They, they have a resentful. problem with that. Yeah. It's not that people are talking about them on social media. It's that they're on social media trying to sell people on what they want people to buy. I Figuratively it. I or literally. And it. if you threaten to compromise that in any way, you a hater. That's what that's about. <laughs> and so because of it, I don't get caught up in it. And, 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 and here's, here's the funny part. You here's, said you here, a hater. Here's the, most, here's, here's the most hilarious part of all of this. What's that? <laughs> These cats will walk around, right? And they think that not talking to me. Hurts your feelings. Hurts me. <laughs> It, 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 they really you give do. zero fucks. They, 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 I, I think you give the, zero fucks about. No, no, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. You know what they don't miss? What? You've now made my job easier because I don't have to be accountable to you because you don't talk. Mm. It's easy. It's easy. I don't have to go. When I was a reporter, when I was an insider, I had to go in the locker room every day. I had to cultivate resources. I had to network. You understand? Yes, what I'm yes, Create context, all that other stuff right there, and break stories and all that. Now you got cats. Their definition of breaking stories is hearing somebody speak about it on Twitter. So let me write about it now. And that's popular and it gained the most clicks. So I resonated. They doing no damn work. Yeah. That ain't no real work. Yeah, that ain't Adam real. Schefter's working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj is, is, Woj is, Woj is anyway. getting it. You know, Shan for, for, for Yahoo. I mean, those brothers are working. But folks that, that, that are quote unquote reporters that are supposed to be giving you information, what kind of work are they really, really doing if you're waiting for people to react on Twitter? And the players, in my opinion, are foolishly falling for it. By not talking to them, you empower them to speculate. Yeah. And give a perspective without ever talking to you. 
You know how easy that is? Yeah. So, you, so, so, no listen, one thinks listen, of it that way, my, though, Steven. My, my nightmare, man. <laughs> Kobe, yeah. God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. CP3, D-Wade, you know Shaq, your cuz, a few mm -hmm. others. Man, Oakley and everything. Yo. <laughs> Yo, you better know what the hell you talking about yeah. when you mention their names. Yeah. They will ain't no hanger ons, ain't no publicists, right. no agent. They will call you themselves. Kobe. Directly. Kobe. Fuck did you just say? Man. Call me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't don't avoid me. Call me. I'm like, right. I'm like, oh Lord. Damn. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. What I do, man. What, what I, I do, what man. I say. What, what I do. What I, what I say, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like that. But, but you have those kind of relationships, Stevie. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. been in the Not game with forever. Everybody, but but what I'm saying, this is right. this is what is dope to me and why I wanted right. you on top billing, because it's very few people that have been able to balance it all. Like mm -hmm. where you are still entrenched in the culture. Yep. Uh, you are a you are a part of our culture, sports culture. Mm. You are the face. Mm. Okay, we rely on your honesty. We rely on your point of view. We like to fuck with you, play with you, like, tease you because you can take no it doubt. and you go back and forth, right? right? But the thing about it is, no one is giving you your flowers for how you're doing it. Mm. Simultaneously, being very meticulous about what you jump on, what you fight for, what 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 you stand on in the midst of a fire. Because right. I see cats always jump on you between Michael Jordan and LeBron, right. right? Cats jump on me with this Mike Jordan. We all have the debate depending on what side you're on. Right. Obviously, Mike is the man That's right. or whatever. It's not a debate here. It's nothing to talk about. No, no, but I always tell people, LeBron is not going to get his true flowers until he's no longer playing. See, now we're treating him a certain way because he's still playing. We're judging numbers. We go, oh, well, he did. He missed that foul shot. We're we like nitpicking LeBron on his greatness. But when people are not going to appreciate till they don't see it, that's my opinion. Do you feel that way? No. Or no. No. Uh, because I think ultimately you have to look at the fact that he lost six NBA finals, and Michael Jordan lost zero. You have to look at the fact that Michael Jordan has never even allowed an NBA final series to get to a game seven. You have to look at the fact that Michael Jordan is a 10-time scoring champion. LeBron had it once. Michael Jordan is a nine-time all-defensive <laughs> NBA player. You know he's got about four times. I mean, all of what the What can all you say the about magic, that? There's nothing to, there's nothing to say. Talk about. And, 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 here's the thing, and here's the thing about the whole LeBron-MJ comparison. LeBron, on its face, meaning his all-around attributes, may very well be a better basketball player. Right. He's not the greatest winner. Um, he's not the greatest assassin. And there is no one that knows anything about the game of basketball with the money on the line that wants to take LeBron James and say, MJ, move aside. There ain't a Nobody damn soul that, that would do that. We mm -hmm. know what time it is. Right. So they could get technical. Oh, he handled the ball better. Oh, he passed better. I mean, I mean, he's 6'9", <laughs> and, and he rebounded. He's stronger. He rebounded than everybody. Yeah, 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 and he yeah, could yeah. defend uh, the uh, opposing centers as well as guards and all of this other stuff. MJ just won. And when you were the, the, the Bob Knight, former great coach at Indiana University who coached the 1984 Olympics, right. said it best. He said, you draft Michael Jordan. They sit up there and say, but what if you need a center? He said, you draft Michael Jordan and put him <laughs> at center. 
You understand? Because he talked about a fervent side your soul. It's you just, just something don't about teach. Mike that you just you, don't. You teach. don't teach what Kobe had. You don't teach what Mike had. Yeah. You give Mike praise over Kobe because Kobe got it from MJ. Right. You see stuff like that. You understand it. If you don't understand, you don't know. You don't know, and that's okay. Then that doesn't mean that LeBron isn't great. I got him number two all-time Mount Rushmore. That's why I used to put that tickle on first take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great father, great husband, yeah. great producer, great director, <laughs> great writer, great actor, great businessman. Is there anything that we missing? Because it's like him and his camp have you believing it's an insult to him to not have him number one. I, thousands upon thousands of players have played in the NBA since 1950. Yeah. And, and and 1947, actually. And we look at this man and we're saying, yo, there's only one player we can definitively say. It's only one. We would take ahead of you. It's only one. And that's insult. That's you being emotional. I got a spot for you on soap opera <laughs> on General Hospital. I got a recurring role. On, I got a recurring role on General Hospital. I know the executive producer. I can personally. help you out here. I watched him in Trainwreck. He's a damn good actor. Right. You know. Guess what? I can talk to them if you want to go soap. <laughs> You'll do a good job. Because if you think that that's a reason for you to be caught up in your feelings, yeah. him, Rich, Paul, Maverick, all of them. Hell with all that. I ain't got time. You ain't. You ain't I love. Time. I love all of them. Right. But I don't have time. But speaking of having time, your New York Knicks. Yeah. is having a run yeah. that we've waited 20 yeah. years to have. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, I like I like you being happy, Steven. Well, I, 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 I am, mean, I, I am, mean, you, you know. have, like, you look like you in the morning now. Special. You look like you had you some blue and orange yeah, yeah, tea. Yeah, you know, I got my <laughs> face through my, you know, my face is looking smooth. And shit you know, you know, shaved twice. All of that, that, that's right. I'm, like, I'm feeling good because the Knicks are relevant. The They're Knicks relevant, relevant. And finally. I, and I appreciate that because, damn it, I've waited long enough. Yo. They won a first round playoff series in 10 years until this last one, but Miami's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We, yeah. get, we got Jimmy Buckets no, out there. Jimmy Buckets ain't no joke. He is bro. no joke. He's no joke. Neither Every, is Bam I've never seen. I've never seen anybody who exudes real dog no, better no. than Jimmy. No, no, he's, he's he is he is he's something, something special. I mean, he's not going. He came you know, from nothing, bro. Listen, he he is so rugged mm -hmm. and such a all around just pound for pound basketball player with the integrity and the type of tenacity of a uh, Ronnie Lott. Or oh, 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 give me a, a middle linebacker that was just, oh, I'll give you Ray Lewis. Yeah, Ray Lewis. Like, like Ray Lewis. Ray like Lewis. he's Ray Lewis playing basketball. He don't do a lot of talking, but he hit hard and he gets you buckets when you need it. Why isn't he considered a bigger superstar in the NBA? Because he doesn't do it all the time. Okay. He's capable of doing it. Okay. But he picks his spots. And, you know, true greatness is what you display over and over and over again. Okay. Um, I like that. When you've got a guy like LeBron James, and this dude is the marquee, and he answers the call most nights, 27 point per game scorer. When you see something like that, it resonates with you. When you see a Michael Jordan, who is the man, and I mean, he, he was every night. He was he was bigger than everybody but Michael Jackson, and some right. would debate that, you know. And <laughs> somehow, facts, some facts, way, he's facts. exhausted and tired and stuff like that. But they got a game in Canada, and he shows up and he drops thirty plus because he knows that Toronto is an expansion franchise at the time, and that state, that country, they, they're looking for him. They they want to see him, right? You know, and he shows up just because. They wanted to see him. When Kobe is like 
sitting out ain't no option. Playing with an injury, you yeah, got to take man. me down because New York's looking for me, and 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 and, and, and you know Miami's looking for me, and Toronto's looking for me, and DC, and everywhere I go, they, got they it. here because of me. I I gotta show up. They put on a show. When, when you see that, that's it. Jimmy Butler doesn't do that during the regular season often enough. Okay. He's solid. He's better than solid. He's better than average. But he doesn't have the kind of game or the kind of interest in, oh, I'm going to appease you every night. He'll show up. He'll play. But I'm talking about being that dude yeah. until the playoffs arrive. When the playoffs arrive. Then the playoffs arrive. Uh -oh. If that Jimmy Butler <laughs> was there all the time in the regular season, oh, they, they, they he wouldn't be considered amongst the stars. Um, speaking of superstars, another great, great, great question I have for you is John Morant. Yeah. John Morant to me is Allen Iverson on steroids. Ability, tenacity to score. Um, court vision. He has all these amazing qualities. I, I think he's about 6'4", 6'5". He's about 6'3". He's only 6'3"? He's only 6'2", 6'3". 6'3". 15,000-foot vertical. Jumps out the goddamn gym. Yep. The other day, um, I was reading an article about him and how he's really, really, the, they're choosing very carefully to have him to be the face of Memphis Grizzlies, yes. right? Well, he's already the face of the what, Memphis what, but, but like, But I'm saying like the, put the hole pushed and boom, boom, boom. Well, he's we, talking about some of the endorsement deals right, that he's right. got. Nike. Because you know that corporate Nike, stuff is Nike, always like, oh, uh, my God. Along with some other stuff that's going on We get nervous. That's my white voice. We get nervous. So he had the situation on the internet, right? Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I said, I'm going to share this with you. Sure. John Morant makes Allen Iverson look regular. Because Allen Iverson technically didn't get in a lot of trouble. He just didn't dress right, and he wouldn't change his game. Allen Iverson existed before social media. Correct. I assure you, if social media existed <laughs> then, Allen Iverson. Well, I hung out with AI in the 90s. And, 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 and so I did I. And I could so just say I. a couple times I was very so, nervous. So, so did I. A couple, so did, let's, couple let's, nights let's, I was just yo, like, bro, do I'm we have to have all I'm, these guys here? I'm covering the team. <laughs> I'm covering the in team Philly. in Philly every day. I covered Allen Iverson the first. The, the real the, AI. The, the real like, AI. Okay. I covered him every day. Durag, every day. Durag at the game. Every Durag, day Brace. for okay. the first eight years of his career. Oh, my goodness. Every day. So you got the real. You got the real. That's my brother. You know, that's my I love that's my, that's Bubba Chuck. But, but let me let, tell let you, me hanging clear. out with him in the 90s, like, listen, we didn't have social media, but I'm going to be honest with you, but what the, what the NBA was messing with him about, was kind of trivial compared to how guys dress now. They go to the games. Everyone's fashion forward. There was like, cause, cause I remember vividly, um, David Stern church changed the dress code because yeah. of Allen Iverson. Well, that had something to do with it, but there was more to that, and I'll tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. First of all, when you think about Allen Iverson, let's understand that I was the beat writer for the team, the Philadelphia Inquirer, covering the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. And when I wanted one-on-ones with AI, it, 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 it was 3 in the morning. 2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Oh, damn. At the club. You doing your interview in the club. Excuse me. No, no, uh, I'm no, talking no, no. to Alan. I mean, me, me talking. <laughs> no tape recorder. What is it? Hey, guys. It's talking just, to Alan right it's, now it's, trying to get my piece. It's me and him Okay. You know, now, you, you, saw, you, say, you saw AI say a lot of things. Right. What you never saw AI do was when I wrote a story, AI sat up there and said, now nah, I don't feel that way. Now nah, I ain't say that. I ain't never see that. No, nah, you didn't. Because 
I, I spoke to him. Absolutely. You directly. Know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I got the cue from him. He told me not to say nothing, say nothing. He told me I could say something, I said something. Very simple, honor that code. But I'll tell you this. When you look at a guy like John Morant, mm -hmm. and you see what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing, this dude is a superstar. Period. Now, they just didn't play that way. They just got their ass kicked by the Lakers. They got their ass kicked. Yeah, they did. That was a beat down. But that, that, right, was, no, no, that no, no, was I'm not letting them young. go. I'm not letting them go. Okay. You chirping. Okay. See, you chirping. Okay. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about all of them. Right. John Morant, I'm good in the West. Remember that quote? Yeah. Dylan Brooks, I, I, I poke bears. Yeah. I don't respect nobody unless they give me 40. And, 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 and LeBron did him one better. He didn't give him 40. The whole team. The whole team gave him 40. And LeBron okay? gave him 20 and, and 20, that's right. and that's and, 40. And then, and, then, and then, by the way, then turned around, then turned around and does something LeBron never does. They won the series. He got up and left. He never shook their hand. He never did. Because you were disrespectful. You don't know your place. Correct. Now they talking how reports are Memphis is done with Dylan Brooks. He out of there. Why? I mean, wasn't he? Because you chirped. You brought negative attention. And you didn't back it up. Okay. And you can't back it up. See, there's limitations. Okay. Had Ja done that, um, Ja, you know, could you really work with us here and, you know, try to refrain <laughs> Please. from... Please refrain from doing that in the future. I mean, that doesn't work for us. That's about as far as it goes. But when you're Dylan Brooks, you yeah. ain't got that kind of cachet. See, cats want like that. Cats, cats don't understand. When you want to be the villain, right? Yeah. The villain only works when you can back it up. That's right. Okay, Dennis Rodman. That's right. Dennis Rodman. Rebounded demon. Let me tell you something. About and that. a defensive. Villain. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know if you ever hung out with Dennis Rodman. I never tried. Let me tell you something. I've been out I didn't the mean to. Him, Let me I got the something. hell away from Listen him. Listen to me. I, I did not mean to, but it was just stars lined up. I'm in the club. I don't know if you remember, um, was it in back in the day? Was it Crazy Horse? Was it, no, what was it? Um, something, ah, biggest nightclub okay. in Chicago. We talking, right. I seen Dennis Rodman, I don't want to say anything crazy, allegedly. Allegedly. Drink about 17 shots of tequila mm -hmm. in front of me. I had one, but allegedly, it wasn't like maybe it was 9,000, but well, you know allegedly why? it was 17 shots. Well, you know shots. why it didn't matter? Why? It because just like MJ said, he'd get on a practice court the next day and outrun everybody. Bro, that's what I'm about to say. The next night, I was in Chicago shooting Love Jones, right? He had... 18 and 20-something crazy. Some crazy number that he didn't even want to shoot the ball. He was doing putbacks. He was doing putbacks and kicking the mic. All he wanted to do was rebound and defend. <laughs> That's it. That's how that works. Rebound now defend if, and wave at the crowd. Now, if Dylan Brooks and throw on a wedding dress and do everything antics and still go back and get them numbers. Now, if Dylan Brooks was able or had the, the ability to we, put up numbers. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't be talking. Right. And, and that's what you got to let dudes know, but they don't want to accept that. And so it's easy to adopt this bunker mentality and be like, you know, fuck them, man. They, they ain't for us. They're against us, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. You, you, you think you're that important for people to plot to be against you? You're not. The fact of the matter is, is that you get paid to play basketball, right. ball. Right. We get paid to come comment about it. It's what we do. Right. We, this is what we do. It's money for everybody in this. All right. Mm -hmm. It comes in different ways, it, but it's still green, and that's just the way it goes. And people got to accept that and move on. 
as 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 Stephen A. Smith now, um, where you are in your career yeah. and where you have literally solidified yourself in the culture, is there any any new things that you want to add to your to your portfolio? If we were to look at your career as a portfolio, what would you want to add to it? You mean you're an author? Several things. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm an author. I'm a New York Times bestseller, so mm -hmm. I've achieved that. Mm -hmm. That bucket list has been achieved. Um, that item on my bucket list. I want to do late night because I want to create opportunities for other folks and I want to celebrate our culture. Mm -hmm. And as a, as, a, as a star of a debate show, um, you got to be rambunctious at times, belligerent at I times. I think that's just you. Piercing and all that. That's a part of me. I mean, I mean I'm not beat, faking. I mean, I mean when you beat me, me in yeah, backgammon, yeah, yeah. you was very I, rambunctious. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't hostile. You were. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't mean. No, I wasn't anything. You were just I was rambunctious. A, I, I was just having you a good time. Excited. I was just having a good time, man. <laughs> I was just having a good time. I beat you. I was like this. Beat you and the wife. Let's not leave her out. Do she not. Lost two. She lost two. It's let's a team, bro. Let's make sure it's a team. The whole family lost. The whole family lost, okay? And I loved it. But I'm just saying, man, it's like, yo, I I want to make, I want to celebrate yes. the greatness emanating from our community um, in all facets, facets, hip hop artists, musicians, Correct. actors and actresses, you know, folks in my industry, the list goes on and on. Of course, the comedic world, because there's a lot of dope comedians out there that I want to get shine because laughter is so incredibly important, Absolutely. man. And it alleviates a lot of things in life that ails us all, man. When you can laugh and get a real, real good laugh in, that's incredibly, incredibly powerful and you can never underestimate that but I also started my own production company I'm going to be producing scripted and unscripted content that's important to me as well I think about Tyler Perry and what an inspiration he's done the Absolutely. great Spike Lee what an inspiration he has been you know but I also love Dick Wolf and Jerry Bruckheimer yeah, and all those okay. what, if, what if I sit up there and pull off create my own drama series what if I do something dope like that that would be great and of course my podcast No Mercy is incredibly important to me because it's always important for me to have a voice um obviously i don't run away from politics i don't run away from social justice issues i don't run away from talking about the serious things that 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 matter in our society Correct. but but sports will always come first to me I like that. um it's where it's it's what has made me who i am yeah, we love and, you in this and, and, and I'm, I'm never i'm never leaving <laughs> as long as the sports industry will have me i'm never leaving well i love that man and i um I know we have to wrap it up, but listen, man, on our show, we always have fun with our guests. And uh, this is a very fun section of the show called All Facts. Okay. And I just, you know, I just hit Stephen A. Smith with a really great question. You just okay. got to give me all facts. I mean, you know, you was honest and, and with I say AI. all facts. Or, I'm saying all facts. What's my, what's my, or, or what? You got to tell the all truth. All facts or what? No, no, it ain't no or what. You just got to tell the truth. Okay, got and, you. And you good at that. Cool. All right, That's cool, what I cool, do. Cool, cool, cool. what I do. All right, right now. All right. Lakers. And uh, the Warriors are in the West Coast. Warriors in seven. You got the Warriors, Warriors in seven. I got the Warriors in seven. Lakers can beat them. Mm -hmm. Lakers can beat them, but they damn sure shouldn't be the favorites. Steph Curry has had LeBron James number for quite some time. Oh. LeBron oh. averages better points, rebounds, and assists, and actually shoots better from the field than Steph Curry does. Steph Curry shoots better from three-point range. But three and one in championship matchups against LeBron James. That's Steph Curry. Okay. The so. greatest shooter that God ever created. All facts, and you got to do it both ways. If Steph Curry wins another championship, does his legacy supersede LeBron's? He'll have more championships. I genuinely don't know the answer That's to that That's a tough question. one, right? It's tough. No, but I will tell you, 
it's a worthy discussion. It's a worthy discussion. Uh, okay. Because not only will he have more championships than LeBron, he will have beaten LeBron four out of five times. Oh. How can I take you and put you over a dude you've lost to four out of five matchups? Yeah. That's a difficult, difficult thing to do. I don't know if I could do that. Right. Because it's, it's, um, it's so many angles on it, right? Right. Okay, what about if we, the other way? If LeBron wins another championship. If LeBron brings another championship, I think LeBron is cemented not only as the second greatest player in the history of basketball, I think it's a worthy discussion of him and Jordan because he will have pulled it off in his 20th year mm. with a team that nobody assumed would do it. Correct. And to pull it off at age 38, going on 39, if he is 39 already, in his 20th NBA season, averaging better than 25 a game along Bananas. the way. Um, I think that out of sheer respect for him, even if you don't believe it, it warrants a discussion. I mean, that would have the barbershop on fire. Being the greatest. Yeah, ever. yeah, I, I agree. And one more, one more, one more. All facts. If KD wins a championship in Phoenix, what would that do for his legacy? It would help immensely um, because he's considered a mercenary. I have no problem with KD. I think when healthy, KD's the best in the world. But the fact of the matter is he hasn't looked at it in the first two games of this series against Denver. Denver looks like they're about to take Phoenix out of here, which means that Kevin Durant with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton as his teammates will get bounced out in the second round of the playoffs. Mm. Nobody predicted that. And at a time when LeBron and Steph are going up against one another, and you get taken out by Jokic and Jamal Murray, even though they're stars in their own right, a lot of people believe that was not supposed to happen. Right. And so as a result, I think that would hurt KD immensely. But if he won it, it would help him immensely. It wouldn't put him in LeBron, Steph Curry strategy. But it would get a couple of the haters off his back. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Stephen A. Smith, you are my guy. Continue success. Keep repping us every morning, man. I, I, I see you probably like twice a day. Sometimes I get you, and then I, I, I come right back at you know noon. You, my dog. you know come how I do, now, man. man. Listen, come man, on, I appreciate you, Same and man. I really want the Knicks to do something magnificent. So this is this is a part of the wave that we're not going back. I just want them back. to be relevant and don't dip. Don't make the playoffs like you did two years ago and then nosedive like you did last year. Right. Stay here and, and, and ascend. If you do that, I'm good. Well, we crawl before we, we walk. We, I get all of that. I get it. But just don't dip. All right. We good? We good. Uh, that's it, everybody. That's for my man Stephen A. Smith on Top Billing, the number one podcast for the coach of the movie and the discussion. We out of here. Yeah. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can I say?